From the beginning, we started Everyday Driver to help people find cars they will love. Commuting is a chore, but driving should be fun. If you like to drive, then there are cars where your budget, needs, and fun all intersect, and we want to help you find them. I'm Paul. I'm Todd, and this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. Hey everyone, welcome back. Thank you for joining us again on the Car Debate. We're glad to be back again. We've got a couple of interesting things going on tonight. We are going to do the Car Debate as usual, and we have something else coming up in a minute. The two Car Debates up front are going to be Elliot in uh, in Kentucky right now, headed to Tennessee soon. He and his wife have got a small Ford Fiesta, and they're looking for a second car. The trend tonight, actually, I, sh- I should mention the trend because we were talking about it, Paul. The, the trend tonight is people that have written us looking for cars for someone other than themselves. Hmm. So what's crazy yeah. is we have enthusiasts writing us that are going, I like fun cars. And the person they're asking about doesn't care for fun cars. So it's putting us way out in the weeds into interesting random stuff. I'm excited about that. Yeah. So we have Elliot coming up. He's the first of those two. We also have... Uh, Avery coming up. He's writing to us from, he doesn't tell us where, he just says Deep South Texas with a question for his mom. But I, I do want to say this about the podcast real quick. You guys are listening from all over the world. We love that. We got an email this week. I actually didn't say this to you, Paul. We got an email this week from Ireland, which is really cool. No kidding. We've got a lot of listeners really? in London. Uh, we've got listeners in Oslo, Norway. So I'm going to say Tusen talk for that real quick because I lived in Oslo for a year a long time ago. <laughs> but anyway, so thank you for the Scandinavians that are listening. Australia, we've got a ton of listeners in Australia. I love how global this podcast has become. But here's the thing, guys. If you haven't rated, I know we keep hitting it, please rate. Your ratings are helping other people find it. And what's crazy is they're finding it, and some people are finding it, and then discovering our videos. Never heard of us before, which is great. And a lot of other people are writing to us and saying, hey, I found the podcast. I've downloaded them all, and I'm working my way through the entire back catalog. (laughs) That's fantastic. (laughs) But that's happening because you guys are passing it on and also because you guys are rating. And when it winds up in the top ten, people get curious. So please, Stitcher, iTunes, give us a rating, pass us on to friends. Because honestly, guys, you're the only ones that are getting it up in that top ten. It's your doing, and you guys are doing it, and that's awesome. Yep, keep at it. You know what strikes me also is for our car debates tonight is both of these guys are purchasing or looking for the women in their lives, not just friends or anybody yeah. else. They're looking yeah. with specific, you know, Elliot is looking for his wife. And um, mm-hmm. we've also got Avery looking for his mom, as you said. I love yeah. That, yeah. that we're shopping now, you know, on on behalf of others. We're not just, you know, trying mm-hmm. to figure out cars Agreed. for our listeners. Agreed. But based on, you know, their preferences, and I like that they're both females, I really like that a lot because a lot of our kind of preconceived notions, what we talk about a lot in terms of enthusiast driving, we've got to put that aside <laughs> because now we're shopping yeah, for somebody right. else, and we can make a few assumptions. Mm-hmm. But I, I like when you talk about Kate, your wife. I like, I like you know, you're mm-hmm. po- coming up uh, on your own possible car purchase here soon, and we're talking about yeah, what yeah, she yeah. likes, and I really like – you know, expanding that out. So anyway, that's that's going to be a lot of fun. But before we do that, we've got to get into what did people buy? And that means mm. based oh, on yeah. our recommendations from prior podcasts, everybody has written back in. Well, not everybody, but a lot of folks have written back in telling us <laughs> what they've bought. And you know, the, what also yeah. is uh, interesting about this is this has been happening long before we actually started calling it out on the podcast or before we actually True. started the podcast. I mean, True. the Mitsubishi yeah. Evo is a great example. Back when we 
did mm -hmm. you know all oh, yeah, yeah. 1500 of those videos on the Mitsubishi Evo. <laughs> uh, we, Welcome to the Mitsubishi Evo channel. Here's video 6. <laughs> exactly. Yes. We had people write in and say, "Hey, I bought an Evo because of, you know, in part because uh -huh, of your review." Uh -huh. And so uh, catalog yeah, yeah. here and there, and so we had other examples, but these are very specific, mm -hmm. and we'll start out with Tyler on podcast number five. He was our Pacific Coast Highway driving friend, and <laughs> that's right. Didn't you say he uh, Tyler was did that a guy? Test drive Tyler something? was that guy. I couldn't, I, I couldn't be more jealous of Tyler. When we finally <laughs> broke it down. Here's a guy that commutes on public transit, needed a car that he was only going to pretty much drive on Highway One. It was like. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's all the way back in podcast number so five. Does he did everybody. write us back. Yeah, keep going. Uh, well, yeah. So guess what he bought? An FRS. I mean, oh, of the cars yeah, of that we list all, <laughs> uh, the Fiesta ST, the FRS, and the Subaru WRX, so far, we are selling cars, baby. And uh, I love we, that. We are. You know what that actually means? I hate to say this, but... Uh, <clears throat> podcast is working. So uh, that's that's kind of nice. Uh, but uh, but we're glad that you guys are writing in and we're able to help you. Yeah, Tyler's story was interesting because he hadn't really ever driven any of the really small, light, agile stuff. And he wrote us back after a bunch of recommendations we made. One of the ones we made was, go drive one of these small cars. Drive a, drive a Mazda MX-5 or an FRS or whatever. Yeah. And he was able to, to rent an MX-5. We were just talking about this. Able to rent an MX-5 for the day and loved it. Had never driven a car like it. Obviously, this car is not powerful, but he was just struck by the engagement. But he started going, can I handle a two-seat convertible? Will that actually work for what I need? And I said, Tyler, if that's your, your, your hang-up, so to speak, on the MX-5, you've got to drive the FRS BRZ. And wouldn't you know it, he bought an FRS and he's in love with it. Now, again, I'm coming back to it. This is a guy that drives it on Highway 1. <laughs> what a fantastic place to drive that car. Of course, you're going to love it or the MX-5. But congratulations, Tyler. Glad we could be helpful. That's fantastic. There was also Kevin. Oh, yes. Kevin back in Episode 8. He wrote to us. We'd mentioned the, the S2000. And he was like, I don't think I can find one for my budget. We started talking to Nick about it. He was down in Houston. And started talking about, all right, broaden your search. All right, look at look at other ways to tackle this. He found an S2000. He's got a yellow one. He's in love with it. He's got his S2000. So, so Nick, that's awesome. Uh, sorry, not Nick. Kevin, that's awesome. Nick is next. Yes. Nick was episode 12. Yeah. And Nick was weird. Nick, Nick was this guy that showed up and said, I've got about like, I think he had like 45 to spend. I probably should re-listen to the episode. And he said, I want to buy a... a Really fast, hot, nice commuter sedan. I also need it to be manual. By the way, I can't drive manual. By the way, I want to track it. And we said, uh, Nick, don't do that. Buy two cars. Yeah, this was Buy a commute car and buy a bang around well, car. Well, I like that because a lot of times we're just shopping for one car. People write in and say, all right, this is my needs. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. his needs were a long list. I mean, commuting and tracking and mm -hmm. everything in there that – we looked at each and other. He had decent money. Well, he had good money, yeah. But we we were thinking out loud and and thinking uh, there isn't necessarily one car that's going to fit all those categories. And because mm -hmm. he had a good amount of budget to spend, well, guess what? We recommended two cars. Took the advice, bought a Charger RT. Still looking for his stick shift car. That's going to be more the fun car, of course. But hey, I mean, we can fit needs based on budget. But you know, he's but he's what's solved cool his about problem that too. Is that yeah, what, what's cool about that, and obviously two cars is not the answer for everybody, but it worked for Nick. And what's cool about it is he was worried about, I, I don't want to go buy a brand new, nice, decent commuter car. And I actually think his charger is used. But anyway, okay. I don't want to buy a brand new, nice commuter car and then beat up on it trying to learn to drive stick and take it to the track. And that was part of our whole discussion. It was like, if you're looking for a track car and a learn-to-drive stick car, 
get something a little beat on that you can beat on that you're not going to hate yourself for doing so. Yep. That's the route he's chasing. We're thrilled, Nick, that that was helpful. Fantastic. And we also had uh, we had Vlad. This was an oddball. We had, you remember Vlad in episode 22? He said, hey, guys. I've got some fun cars. He had like old Beamers. I've got some fun cars. I've <laughs> got four cars. grand to buy a car. Yeah. What should I do? What four grand car should I buy? I, I struggled with that one. And I think we came up with a few suggestions, mm-hmm. but nothing legitimate because four grand, I mean, you're going to start to put you know money into maintenance and everything else that's going to far exceed the value of your car. And so, you know what we told Vlad is keep your money. Keep the current car, yeah, save your do money, mm-hmm. don't do it, save for the next one and get yourself a larger mm-hmm. budget. I mean, not that you can't buy a car for four grand. That's not the point. But for what he was wanting and for mm-hmm. – we didn't want to make a recommendation and say, you know what, get a four grand car, whatever that is, and him come away going, I ah, just – I wish I – would have done something different. I wish I would have saved my money. And well, and he, he had decent old Beamers. Well, yeah, he was talking that's about a few years from now, I may have more money. So it was just like, well, if you've got four grand, let's just keep it in your cars you've got. And it was funny because he wrote back and his, his opening line was, thank you for being the voice of reason, which I had to laugh <laughs> about because rarely in my life have I been accused of being the voice of reason uh, when it comes to money and cars. But hey, I'm glad. Well, it was shoot, here I was before the podcast surfing the Porsche Cayman GT4 website and trying to build my own and Cresting a hundred grand with a few clicks of the mouse, that was not reasonable, yeah. and I had to instantly throw that yeah. out. So, yeah, I was not yeah, the, being the internet. Reasonable. The internet is a bad place. Our yeah. our, our internet porn is not everybody's internet <laughs> exactly. porn. It is. It is. I'm gonna I'm gonna configure a car I can't oh, possibly afford. Oh look, where has the time gone? Yeah. <laughs> so then the last one I want to talk about is actually Wood. He was episode twenty three. He was interesting because he was a young guy coming from an all-German car family. So I know you're shocked to hear that Paul liked this discussion. And so he wanted to get rid of his old – it was like a, a 2000 E-Class. Yeah, that's and right. And he was like, I want a fun car. And and his parents have got like really good like high-performance SUVs and, and like good German sedans. And they're, they're German car people. And so we talked about, if, if memory serves – Everything we did, for wood. <laughs> and in the process, we mentioned. I remember you mentioned in passing. It was like the elephant in the room. Hey, you could get a GTI. This would check all the boxes. And then we just went far afield. It was like everything we could think of. Well, wouldn't you know it? <clears throat> uh, wood got a GTI. He he just went and got the GTI. We could have just saved half that podcast. But we're glad it was. It wouldn't made. It wouldn't have made such an interesting commentary and debate. But I'm glad that we threw out a lot of suggestions. I think we got pretty creative with that one. We we had yeah we were we were not all so over I don't the remember map. what got into us but <laughs> we just, were all over the hey, place. Hey, by the that way, GTI, and then we moved yeah. on to the next one. It was just <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> exactly. Well, so exactly fantastic. Well, yeah, uh, keep keep writing in. We're really appreciative of mm-hmm. uh, you responding because not only are you writing to us with your car debate, but once you figure out something, and again, whether you decide on a car that we recommended or not, we'd love to hear your suggestion or or what you bought. Yeah, you know, we make suggestions, yeah. and you bought what. You said, all right, I took your suggestions, and I end up liking the such-and-such such better. Write to us. Tell us. I'm really intrigued because we're going to keep doing this Definitely. every so often. It'll be sporadic, but uh, you know, we wanted to, to just put that well, out the there. that's the thing. I mean, I should go back long before we even started this. We were the guys that our friends talked to about what car should I buy. Yeah. And we didn't agree then either. Now, I wasn't always wearing red, and Paul wasn't always wearing blue, but we didn't agree <laughs> then either. So, so the Funny. thing is, guys, we want you getting cars you will really love owning. Yeah. Yep, and you'll you'll climb in them at the grocery store or at the end of a fun drive, and still think I like my car. So if if our commentary gets you thinking in a new direction, that's exactly what we want. So thanks for responding to that. I actually should mention we've had these comments 
not even directly related to the podcast-specific episode. We had a guy named Tyler in Wisconsin wrote us just like in the last week. Really? This is kind of a fun story because he found the podcast through Smoking Tire. Okay. Didn't even know about right. it. Great, great. Found our podcast, is listening to Smoking Tire, has listened now to all of the podcasts, and as much as Smoking Tire has loved on the Fiesta ST, something about what we said about it made him go, all right, I need to get one of these cars. He got it. He loves it. So, Tyler, that's awesome. Congrats on your Fiesta ST. I think that's amazing. And then our, our actual website and other, other um, parts of our normal Everyday Driver TV Gmail, we've started to get write-ups in the last few weeks. I don't know what happened, but a couple people bought NSXs, of all things, because of watching our NSX video. Okay. Wow. Great. I mean, this is why we make them. I mean, that's honestly the, the best compliment we can get is, guys, saw your reviews, listened to your podcast, searched out that car, and now I own it and I love it. That's happened with the NSX. It's happened with the, the Stingray, the C7. We've sold two or three of those as a result of that review. And even a guy talked about he watched our Mazda 3 review with his wife. They were looking for that kind of non-hot hatch, found our review, then went, huh, Mazda 3, drove it, bought it, love it. So that's, honestly, that's the biggest compliment we can that's get. That's fantastic. A thought has struck me. Has this turned us into car salesmen? I'm just wondering. No, <laughs> no, because I'll tell, you, I'll tell you two reasons why not. All right. And, and, and look, I'm, I'm going to paint with a broad brush. I know there are exceptions to every rule, but two reasons I would say why not. One, uh, we get no commission for anything we're doing, so there's, we're not motivated by anybody's, anybody's true, money. True, true. And secondly, we try to know about the cars we're talking about, and we try to know about their competition. I mean, I feel like whenever I talk to a car salesman, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time, I feel like I know more about the car I'm looking at than he does. And he or she knows almost nothing about the competitors for the car I'm looking at. That's been both our experiences. You know that? It hopefully, hopefully, yeah. Hopefully we are neither of the above. We're not, obviously we're not working for commission. We don't get a benefit out of the car you buy. Buy a car you love. And then, of course, we want to talk about the competitors. We don't always remember all of them. But, uh, yeah, we want to talk about that, too. So I don't think we're car salesmen. But if somebody would like to pay us, <clears throat> I, would, I would accept payment. <laughs> well, it's just not going to change what I say. If you are a car salesman and you're listening, we encourage you to do your research and take into account the needs of the person and do a lot of listening because that's been the most helpful of both Todd and I. When we're buying cars in the and, showroom new and some or used, Absolutely. some of them do. But yeah. generally speaking, the best thing you can do with car salesmen is put them in the back seat and take them on a fast sweeping on-ramp and then they'll start to listen to you. <laughs> I have found this to be the recipe for success. Then they'll just start well, discarding see, handfuls you, of upholstery and listen to you going, wow, you really know how to drive. Except, this is great. Except except you're the guy who you, – you can attack a curving on-ramp like few people I've seen. And most people become silent ashen passengers while you take an on-ramp. I am the only person – seriously, I am the only person I know of because we've talked about this where I can hold a text conversation looking at my lap, solving a problem, looking at my phone while you do an on-ramp. Everybody else looks like they're looking for a place to puke because you attack them, my friend. So the that fact that true. you have car salesman quiet during an on-ramp, I, that doesn't surprise me in the least. That is true. All right. Well, we'll keep going. We'll, we'll officially open the car debates for this podcast with Elliot in yeah, yeah. Kentucky and Tennessee. He is uh, in London, Kentucky, and he and his wife bought a car together, their first car together, which is a 2011 Ford Fiesta hatchback. Just recently, back in uh, July of last year, they really like it. And that's the... the that's not the ST, folks. Oh, yeah, this not is the, the ST. Ford Fiesta hatch. Just, so what you know, we're talking about, let's just be honest. Just car. 
we're talking about it. We're talking about a a look. It, it still has decent agility, but this is a tiny car. Okay, this oh, is yes. not a performance car. Yes. This is a small, tiny car. It's it's like a, a little bit smaller than a Honda. Well, it is smaller than a Honda Fit, but we're talking that kind of. I small think it has a Weebacker engine Didn't, in it. If I'm not mistaken, didn't buy it. The, the hamsters are very angry. Yes, they uh, are. But uh, but you know it, it's this is not a car they bought for fun, but it was their first car together. So congrats on that. And uh, and so he's going. All right, we're about to move from Kentucky to Tennessee. We need a second car. I'm probably going to keep the Fiesta. My wife needs the other car. Guys, what are the cars for her? And then he lists the things that catch her eye. These are interesting. You know that. And, and I yes, but I have to go on a random tangent here. You never do that. What I find, I know, what I find so kind of mind-warping is when I talk to a non-car person about the cars that catch their eye and why. Mm -hmm. Because I can't look at a car, I can't just look at it and have an opinion about it. Because I look at it and I know so much other stuff about it. That, that informs that I, you I can't have on that, top of that. Yeah, I can't yeah. have that love at first sight thing. You know, I mean, it, you see somebody attractive across the room, you know nothing about them. They're just attractive. If you know them to be a terrible person, they're not as attractive anymore. That, that's me with most cars, I feel like. But when you find a non-car person, the stuff they'll throw out that strikes them, I'm like, really? Because it's all <laughs> over the map. And that's the case sure. here with Elliot. Sure. I mean, we're, we're looking for Elliot's wife. And it's a bit of uh -huh. a uh – -huh. the cars that – he listed here that have caught her eye are a Hyundai Elantra sedan, so another kind of small sedan with mm -hmm. a yep. slightly more powerful Weed Whacker motor, uh, a Ford Escape. <laughs> the Weed Whacker Plus. <laughs> anyway, go on. The Ford Escape, which is the Ford Kuga in Europe. I really like the styling on that car. Um, uh -huh. Kind of interesting. A Jeep Wrangler uh, yes. and a Honda Cross Tour, which we will immediately cross off the list because... Yikes. I mean, I can't even – that is one car well, I can well, look at and I, I feel like butterflies in my stomach. Like, wow, how can people buy that thing? I, I Hang hang on. Hang on. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to – you know what? If we're going to go non-enthusiast and we're going to talk for Elliot's wife, I'm going to disagree with you on the cross tour. Not for personal reasons. I, I'm with you, actually. But here's the thing about the cross tour. And, I, and again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paint like almost stereotypically here, but only from my own experience. And my own experience is – Everyone I've known that's looked at that car and gone, what is that? That's interesting. <laughs> it's all been women. That's true. It's all been women. I, I don't know. And I don't it's a fantastically well-built, reliable car. That's exactly. I'm not saying there aren't there aren't men out there that like that car, but just in my, in my life as I've walked around, everyone I know that's noticed that car has been a woman. So clearly, something has been done right for the female market segment, and it is a Honda Accord with a Panamera back end on it. So, it, yeah. so we've joked about it being the Honda Panamera. Look, I don't find it attractive. It's not for me, but that car will be bulletproof oh, yeah. and incredibly usable. So, Elliot, honestly, I think it's a good consideration for both of those things. I can't get behind the looks of it, but honestly, if, if, if your wife goes, that's a car I like, that's a car that will run, man, and it'll do anything you need it to well. So that's a re worthwhile consideration for those reasons. It is. It's very hard for me. Uh, I, I have to kind of I push myself out of my comfort zone myself to say there. get a Honda Cross Tour. I cannot do it. I know it. you can't. There's so I, many I better choices is the problem. There's, there's, it's not like okay. it's okay. just like a what? few in the market. There's so many better choices. All right. So I think – But we're uh, talking about what strikes her too though. Of and that's course, the other thing about of it. Of course. Is, is there's that how do you explain love thing? But go you, on. You go can't. But here's some other choices to at least consider – 
she may or may not have seen these. If she has, she can instantly cross them off, off the list, which is fine. But she's got a yeah. Jeep on here, and I'm thinking, well, if you're looking at the Wrangler, that is a special type of buyer. You've got to really yeah. know that you like it and really drive it because a test drive can change your perceptions in a heartbeat about any mm-hmm, car, but mm-hmm. especially the Wrangler, because you might get in thinking it's going to drive like it looks fun and, hey, we're outdoor and we're you know, active and on the go, and then yeah, you really yeah. hate driving it. So I'm going to suggest a different Jeep, and that is the Renegade, the brand new Renegade, which is very reasonable. Oh, yeah. By the yeah, way, yeah, Elliot yeah. did not mm-hmm. give us a price point, so I'm just kind of guessing to, to keep things based on that 2011 um, Fiesta. I'm going to try to keep things yeah. really reasonable here. But that Renegade is interesting. It's stylish. Yeah. It's a little bit yeah. bigger than a Wrangler. It's a different platform. It's probably going to ride better on the highway, and it's brand new. Mm-hmm. So I think at least yeah. take a look at that. I've also got that, a few you know, that's others. That's interesting. Here, that's a much. I, I like that a lot because here's the thing about the Wrangler. The Wrangler, you're right, is a niche car. That is not a highway cruise car. No. That that's a car that you want to have to bomb around in. The thing is, you get into a Wrangler, and I'm talking go go drive a just for comparison's sake. Go drive a four door loaded out, almost fifty thousand dollar Wrangler, and look around and go. <laughs> right. Where'd the car go? Right. They're just they're not nice inside, but they're not supposed to be nice inside. So I honestly think that the Wrangler is is a car that you're not gonna you're not gonna like for what it's going to cost you. And that's where I think the Renegade I think that's interesting. I would have not gone there, but I, I see how you I mean, got that there. That car's okay. getting right. some awards. We have not driven that car yet, but it's getting some awards and no. I'm reading various things in the press that you know, is it a real Jeep? And indeed it's coming out indeed, yes, it's still a real Jeep. It's still got that I mean you it's know, it's off road spirit inside. It's not full right it's, it's the it's the fiat 500x done for g yeah is what it it's is exactly it's exactly right that, it's that chassis so it's it's the larger off-road you know what it is it's i hate to say this it's it's the jeep uh it's the jeep what is it um oh of course now i can't remember what it is but it's the jeep version of the four-wheel drive mini oh that's that what it thing is, that we you know? can't figure I mean, out who buys it um well, that's the paceman. I'm oh, trying yeah, to. I, right. I, I can't think countryman? of the, the four door name for countryman? their four door right now. But thank you. There it is, countryman. Yeah. yeah, it's it's the Jeep countryman is what it is. Okay, but but okay, I think that's good to look at. Keep going. Well, I'm gonna put my wild card right in the middle because I can't wait to tell Elliot about this car, and that is All the right. Mazda CX-5. This is a very excellent car. I we both driven it. It's yeah. gotten a bump yeah. in power for the uh, Skyactiv turbocharged engine. They're very reasonable in terms of price. You could go a couple years old, save a lot of money, but even brand new, they started at just over twenty grand. And I like the way this car looks. It's very stylish, very usable. You sit up a little bit higher. Again, coming back to just liking what Mazda is doing, liking the direction they're going. And if mm-hmm. you're looking at any of the other cars that Elliot is listing here, that car can't be ignored. The CX-5... You've got to look at this car, Elliot. It's at least drive it. Mm-hmm. At least just sniff it, take a look at it, drive it, see what you think. Because I think it's going to be well, very interesting usable, because great price, good power for your needs. CX five, little bit bigger. You could find used ones. You could find used ones. You could have a range of budget above probably fifteen, mm-hmm. eighteen grand. Yep. And up and find a CX-5. We're big fans of that car. I do want to mention real quick: the Skyactiv engines feel turbocharged aren't turbocharged, incredible engines, really great cars. We've mentioned the CX-5 before because, honestly, that is a great one. But on that same thread, you've talked about the Hyundai Elantra as something mm-hmm. she likes. What about the Mazda 3? 
Oh, that's true. I mean, it has, I feel like it's in that similar kind of wavy styling feel that the Elantra has, but I would say on almost every category, a better car. So if she likes the Elantra, take a genuine look at the Mazda 3. Um, we're not talking the hot one. We're talking the standard Mazda 3. You can get it in a hatch, but you can also get it in a sedan. If she likes that Elantra sedan, look at that Mazda 3. That Mazda 3 or the CX-5. So you're talking small sedan or small 5 uh, CUV. Elliot, entertain those cars for hmm. sure. Interesting. You're right. That uh, It does feel turbocharged. It is not. It's the variable valve timing that, uh, that kind of makes mm-hmm. it feel that way. But uh, after driving it, I really enjoyed it, and I've got one crazy, no, the Sky Actives are cool. They really crazy are. wild card. You you can discount it instantly, but I'm going to just put it out there. It's so reasonably priced, brand new, and I had discounted this entirely even based on the commercials featuring the dancing rats, and that is the Kia Soul, <laughs> the car that's designed around a giant concert. But you think, all right, maybe I'm too old for yeah. it, and it's too hip and whatever. But you got to drive it because I rented one last year and I thought, oh, no, I'm just going to hate it. I'm going to be embarrassed. (laughs) I'm going to want to wear a hat down Mm -hmm. low over my eyes and sunglasses and not wave to anybody. And you know what? That has been one of the favorite standout cars just in terms of fun, peppy, like, wow, this is a surprise kind of car. The little base economy chuck around. It is. It's it's a random wild card. It's not for everybody. It really isn't. But – I think I've it's got, fun. I've got, yeah, I've got three quick wild cards, and, okay. I, and I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit in danger with these wild cards because I don't really know Elliot's budget. But I've got three quick ones. Right. One is Honda Fit. That's you a should, great one. If you're one. looking at the, con, the the cross tour, look at the Honda Fit. It, sure. It's going to be closer to the Elantra in size. It has fantastic use of space. It's going to feel cavernous compared to your your Fiesta, and it's not much bigger. Mm. They just do such that good packaging. I think that's worth looking at. Actually, yeah. honestly, yeah, and, and and you know you could get it with a with a decent automatic. It has a, actually a pretty good six speed if you wanted to go that route. I don't think you do, but mm. it does. And so it's the smaller version, obviously, than the cross tour is much smaller than that. But I think it's worth looking at. And then two crazy wild cards. What about a WRX? Mm. And then you could have a fun car that is also a usable car. Interesting thought there. I'm just throwing that out. And then my major wild card is the Volt. The Volt has very, you know, it's it's got styling that's polarizing, which I feel like all these cars you're mentioning do. That's interesting. So if so if your wife responds to the Volt, look, it's not an enthusiast car. It is a great car though. Anytime we drive one, we look at ourselves and just go, this is a really good car. You'd get great great gas mileage. The used prices are good. Look at a Chevy Volt, and depending upon how you use it, you might not use gas much. Have you gone shopping for those? No, I haven't, but but, but here's the thing. I mean, because of the new model coming out, I mean, I I have little doubt in my mind with 15 to 20 in your pocket, you could start having Volt conversations, Hmm. and that's that's pretty cool. That's That's interesting. I do remember liking the Volt, and use, they're probably a deal now. I mean... Yeah. The the only thing Certainly is, you know, they've already got Early a car. Well, the Fiesta is actually smaller than the Volt, but they've still got a car. Oh, yeah. It'd just be like Absolutely. car number two. But maybe that's your needs. And certainly the mm-hmm. uh, the long distance aspect of that Volt for road trips, even commuting well, around town. Every every car they're mentioning here is more is going to be larger than his Fiesta. So I feel like they're going for more of the what's going to be our family car. Hmm, you know what I mean? Sure. So I can see that. I I, I think. I think the Volt is worthwhile. I just looked them up real quick, and yeah, if you had fifteen 
15 to 20 grand, you can get your options on votes. Really? So I think okay. look at that for Good sure. To know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We should move on to Avery, another random one. Avery is writing to us from South Texas. He's 20. <laughs> he lives in deep South Texas. He loves the show. He has a Mazda Speed 3. So Avery is with us on the enthusiast thing. That's great. And he goes, so here's my question, guys. Not for me, for my mom. So we've gone completely away from the Mazda Speed 3, totally away from enthusiast. We're going to find a car for Avery's mom. Well, she's got an 08 Escalade, or as my Peruvian friend likes to say, Escalade. She's had one for, Which, since, what, uh, for about seven years with 140,000 miles. So yep. it's getting up there. Those are great cars. And, you know, not mm-hmm. only did you grow up in Norway, but you did grow up in South Texas. And every time you explain the yeah. uh, the whole South Texas culture, I, I try to listen. I try to understand. But anyway, um, you're going to have to keep working on me. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but an Escalade. I mean, this means this means bathed in leather leather and the size of a stadium. I mean, they, they are fantastic size road trip Dallas cars. Cowboys stadium. There you go. Unfortunately, without cheerleaders. Moving on. Oh. One of the things that Avery, uh, Avery did say, though, is that she's hoping to go smaller, which I think is fascinating. She wants to keep that kind of luxurious, powerful feel of her Escalade, but she wants to go smaller. So now we're going from the large, could be a seven-seat, could haul the planet around, down to a five-seat, but we need luxurious and we have to keep in mind she's coming from kind of being spoiled to a certain kind of large truck in that Escalade. So how do we get her out of that into something newer and smaller? This is interesting. Mm, I really like this. I've got some options here. I'm really tempted to lead with my wild card, though. I I don't know if I should wait and hang on to it till the very end or not. Well, I only I only have two. I mean, I would say sniper shot, but there are two. Okay. I only have two here anyway. So Let's go to whatever you I've want. Got man. One, go, two, dive three, in. four, five here. Five suggestions. Okay. All right. It's another 45-minute podcast, ladies and gentlemen. No, sorry. Buckle your seatbelt. Hope you're commuting right now. No, just kidding. Um, I'm going to lead with it because I think this is interesting. It's totally different because if she's going to go different and go to a different price Mm -hmm. point and a different size Mm -hmm. and just something fresh, fresh thinking, I think this is the car. And that is the Volvo XC60. I thought about the 90. Mm. I thought about the 90. Interesting. It's yeah. a seven-seater. The 60's right. A little bit the too The 60's big. right, yeah. But this XC60, it's luxurious. It's powerful. It's it's a different statement, but you can still – it's still going to fit what, uh, what Avery is writing to about her needs, and it's right uh-huh. at 40K brand new. Well, it starts at 36. I bet, you know, right out the door, yeah. 40 It'll be, it'll be, yeah, it'll be 40, 45. Somewhere in there. Yeah, but I, I take your point. I'm just, I'm really yeah. intrigued by going out of the, the giant, as you say, the stadium, mm-hmm. and going into just yeah. something yeah. fresh and new and fun, a little bit sporty, and she might discover, instead of sort of revisiting that same recipe and we try to get her in something that's a solid axle, rear-wheel drive car that's a big, you know, body-on-frame yeah, yeah, chassis yeah. and big, huge thing... Let's go different. So that's why I say XC60. Mm-hmm. That could be interesting. I see that. Um, I see that. Keeping with that Cadillac theme, I also came up with the SRX, the Cadillac SRX. Thank you. Is that what you yep, had, too? one of my two right there. Really? Yeah. That, I, think, I think if she wants that, – that to me is the car that is the closest to a this is going to be feel like a lateral move but smaller mm-hmm. because it is the smaller in size. You know, it's now the five-seat but it is it's still a Cadillac so it still has that that hint of styling the the Cadillac kind of Escalade styling that she likes it's got that but it's far newer it's a far better chassis yeah. it's much oh, more yeah. nimble smaller 
They, but you can get them loaded out and very nice. I think that that SRX is a is a really top consideration for Avery's mom here coming out of that Escalade. But go I on. agree. Uh, all right. So the others, you'll notice I didn't recommend any German cars whatsoever. I I felt Look like you. she needed reliability and something that was going to be low maintenance. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, maybe she would appreciate performance, but I think she would appreciate just the luxurious nature and, you know, low maintenance, low hassle of these other cars, and that is the Acura MDX. Uh-huh. Really like that car. Yeah. I think that could fit the yeah. bill. I hear you. New, they're a little bit out of the price range, but one or two years off a, uh, a lease, you could slot an MDX in there. They're nicely appointed inside. Mm-hmm. They drive great, yeah. plenty of power. And then... Um, well, they're Acuras, which means they're going to run forever, yeah, exactly. and they're unsung cars that people keep forgetting about. I'm glad you brought that up, because that I, yeah, I hadn't even thought of it as well. So, uh, bravo. I think that's an excellent one. Um, the other two I'm not, I'm not as excited about. I'm really excited about that Volvo and the Cadillac SRX. The other two uh-huh. are going to be good cars, but maybe not as um, just evoking an emotional response, and that is the mm-hmm. Infiniti QX60. Still kind of in that size, maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, the Lexus Egg, the uh, Lexus RX, also a good car. I see a lot uh, of see, those. Uh, yeah, okay, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's I, I just we'll, suggest we'll it run because forever. it's going to be reliable. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you know, it, yes, it will be. I I can't imagine a jump from an Escalade to an Egg. Maybe I'm wrong there. Maybe I'm totally <laughs> off base. Escalade to an but, Egg. Uh, That's funny. That just doesn't strike me. But but I, I'll tell you what my total wild card is. All right. Because I think I think the Caddy SRX, I think that's the the most straightforward selection. I agree. But I thought of one wild card, and and you can get them. She's got about about forty k to spend. You can get them. Range Rover Evoque. Really? It's that five seat size. That turbo engine in that car is genuinely powerful. It feels really luxurious inside. But it's not the old big monster Range Rover. No, it's, you know, it's not. not that world. They're great looking. They are a fashion statement. I think the Evoke is worth going and driving. Now you're going to have to do some research about how are those holding up reliability wise. Yeah, that's the only question. But on Range mind. Rover in general has gotten better over time. They are certainly better now than they used to be, which isn't saying a lot. I realize, but they are better. But that is my wild card mm. of what about an Evoke? Go drive it. They are. They're genuinely fun to drive. They're very nice inside. Uh, I think it's at least worth experiencing in the discussion. I, I think at least is a benchmark at the at the very minimum. So mm-hmm. you know, you know, you've gotten out of that into some of these other choices, and you've got that as a, a nice comparison. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, mm-hmm. Avery, we've given you quite a few suggestions. Please let us know uh, what your mom mm-hmm. gets into, Definitely. and take a Saturday and go drive some cars, have fun with it, and uh, yeah, write back to us and tell us what she bought. In the meantime, if you've Definitely. got your own car debate, please write to us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com. As you can see, we're, we've got people writing to us and then telling us what they bought. So we love that, and uh, we love helping you out if and you've got a personal talk, car debate. So. We're happy to talk all over the map. I mean, yeah, yeah if you say $25,000 enthusiast car, we have many podcasts to refer you to already. Oh, yeah. However, we want to talk about anything that's car-related, be it the cars you're looking at or be it your questions. We're actually compiling an interesting list of random questions that aren't even about car cars specifically but about the car world. You guys have asked some cool stuff. We will get to those. We look for those. Our whole enthusiast yeah. uh, cars in every brand segment came from you guys. So any cool ideas you've got about, hey, let's talk about this, please send those on as well. The email address remains the same. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on our own website and on YouTube. Guess what? 
its everyday driver at all of those locations. So please come looking for yep. us. Yep. When you watch the videos, turn off your ad blockers for us. It really does matter. You think it doesn't, but it actually does. Yeah. So that helps us yeah. with revenue. And even the even if you sit through just a little bit of it, that counts and uh, helps us out. Oh. Yeah, that five-second thing, skip ad now, that five seconds. Some people have asked, do we have to, list, to watch the whole 30? If you want to, feel free. Yes, there's a little bit more money in that. But honestly, that five-second skip ad now, that's an impression yeah. because yep. that ad has made an impression on you. That is money for us. Yep. So don't feel like you have to sit there for the full 30. If you've got five seconds, do the five seconds. Please don't ad block. That's a good point. Yep. And also, don't forget... The two films that we've got, 50 Years of the 9-11, still playing on Velocity Channel, and get your Blu-rays mm -hmm. for that and the Mid-Engines and Mountains, so Blu-rays on Amazon and Vimeo On Demand. You can either rent it or download the whole digital file. The Blu-ray yep. comes with a few extra goodies on there, which is uh, worth buying mm -hmm. that, but I've got a lot of them here ready to ship out, so get yours. Find <laughs> us on Amazon, Everyday Driver, and... Uh, you have your, like, dedicated Blu-ray closet. It is. Of, I do. Blu-rays waiting to I ship out. I am ready it's like to ship Blu-rays on this side, shipping materials <laughs> on this side. Yeah, it's great. Exactly. All right, so get yours, and uh, thanks again for listening, for watching, and uh, look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.